0: What's going on, everybody? What's going on with you? Welcome to The Practical Preacher. This is your host, LaVar B. Young, and we're excited to come back with another episode of The Practical Preacher. We have a very interesting topic on tonight. We want everybody to chime in as you see fit. We would love to hear your input. But before we get to tonight's topic, I want to take time to bring in My special guest co-host on tonight, bringing a dear friend of mine, a brother from another mother and another mister, me and him go way back. I want you all to welcome tonight my special guest co-host, none other than Mr. Robert Lewis. Come on, we're going to bring him on the screen right now.
1: Thank you, my brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. It's so good to be with you as always, man, and my brother.
0: Man, I'm so good glad you. that, that, that you're here man we got a good topic um uh, first of all I'll just welcome you to uh the practical preacher and tonight you know to let you know what we're gonna do tonight we're just gonna have just real conversation like me and you have all the time you know yep, me and yep. we go we go way back you know what I'm saying we go back to um drawing on paper and chewing bubble gum you know what I'm saying church right. In church all
1: these Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, supposed to be listening to the pastor, but we sitting there looking at each other trying to figure out what we can get into. Right, right, right. You know,
0: sitting by your mother there now, Did she glanced down the road, like, you know, what y'all doing? What y'all doing?
1: <laughs> Boy, yes, uh,
0: there were some times, man. There was some times, man. We, it was. The, the people was watching, it like, oh, that's what y'all was doing. Hey, look, we was little kids, you know, little kids. Man, we were seven, eight years old. I mean, you know. Or might even be been a little younger than that but yeah about about that yeah so you know like first grade you know so yeah Yeah, we got an exciting topic for tonight man we got a good topic for tonight and i'm excited um i'm gonna put it up the topic that we're talking about on tonight is this the topic is why it's important to know your value that's what we're talking about tonight why it's important to know your value. Now, this is something that's kind of I'm passionate about this topic, about this subject, because it's something that I had to even learn within myself Um, that I've seen in others. And over the years and even, you know, being in ministry, being a pastor, all these different things. Um, These are some things that you have to um, that you eventually have these type of conversations with people. And you find in the walk of life that there are so many people, people that are dealing with low self-esteem and depression and different things like that, dealing with rejection. A lot of it stems from the fact that they don't really know their value. They don't know their worth. You know, they don't understand their importance. You know what I'm saying? And so many people struggle with this. And sometimes people don't understand why it's important to know your value. You know, it's important to think some about yourself. Now, let me put the disclaimer on this because we're going to say some things tonight and bring out some things that might make somebody think um, that we're talking about. Be stuck up be conceited, and all that. No, that's not what I'm talking about, because I know it's a thin line. It's a thin line with some people. What I'm talking about is just knowing, thinking some of yourself saying I matter. I'm enough. You know, I have value. I have purpose. You know, I'm talented. This is the thing, you know, loving yourself. If you don't value and don't don't love yourself first, then you're going to struggle and constantly be in search for someone else to put a value on you and to love you. And that's the hardship that, man, so many people deal with, man. You know, that that they they don't know, you know, they don't understand that I have to think something about myself first. Because a lot of times people spend almost a lifetime In search of trying to please people so people could make them feel valuable, or trying to you know connect to people that they're not meant to connect to because they feel like, oh man, if I connect with this person, you know what I'm saying, then that'll make me feel something about myself. You have to feel something about yourself first, you have to think something about yourself first. (laughs) What, 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 What you think,
1: yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, love for you spoke about love, you know, people people are seeking love outside of themselves first, instead of understanding that loving anybody or anything starts within. Mm -hmm. I had to learn that the hard way as well. Um, Growing up, I thought I knew who I was until life changed from my childhood and started to um, transition into adulthood. And uh, you know, my story more than, Anybody I'm sure on here probably would or just as much, you know, losing losing my father at nine years old. Um, you know, I, I I was lost. And um, part of the reason I was lost is because, you know, I really did not know what the next was going to be. So there was fear. There was um, there was shock. I lost my father within a, a five month span. He died from a uh, brain tumor and lung cancer. He found out in December. He passed in May. It was a really quick uh, transition for him, so it was really shocking. It was really confusing. Um, as I said, I was nine, and I didn't have many other male role models that were in close proximity for me to grab a hold to and say, "All right," you know, or them to grab a hold of me, I should say, um, and and hope and hold me and walk me through the rest of the half of my childhood. So think about it this way, 1 through 9 I had a father, 9 through 18 I didn't. I had my my uh my bonus dad, you know, Rodney, who came in my life but that relationship didn't really grow and foster until we until I became an adult because I had trust issues. So a lot of that um that self-love, I began to lose that at that point. I started to seek validation you spoke about uh, validity you know uh, value where's your value i did not have any validation in the things that make me who i am so i begin to start seeking it in other ways and um and you act out when you do that because now you're just trying to figure things out as opposed to being guided right um the the best thing i will say though um is i i did have um a a great mom um and and family around my mom um that was a praying mother and um but also was a hands-on mother you know um even though she was going through her stuff she was always trying to do her best um to understand what was going on with me um but um another thing man words are powerful right you know be very very careful I'm telling y'all, like, be very careful what you speak over people, because if you tell a child, why are you acting stupid? You're saying it to try to encourage them to, like, come up and be the intelligent being that you know they are. But the fact that you use the words, why are you being stupid, can seep into their soul, can seep into their psyche, and can s- develop into issues that can go lifelong i've witnessed it i've seen that like so you gotta be very careful about what you say to people because that stuff carries it carries weight and people own up to what you call them as opposed to who they are you know what i'm saying
0: that's good that's good i I like the fact that you said words do have power and 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 on that same note to piggyback on that I, I'm a strong believer that words have power. And it also means that we should even be careful what we say about ourselves. And like I yes. do understand that there's a process from when we're a child before we understand what value is and what our self worth is and you know and think some about ourselves before we develop I understand that there's a process to develop that. And you know thank God for those of us that were blessed to at least have one person yes. that Parted in us and told us that we were valuable, taught us that we were important, that um that we meant something, and that we were going to go somewhere. That mm-hmm. we wasn't going to be, you know, always where we see ourselves now. Um, but now that we're older, I think it's important that we understand. Okay, what words do I speak over my own life? What do I say about myself? Like I had to even understand that. It's funny that you said about how. How parents were like, oh, why are you acting so stupid? How many times as teenagers, as adults, we've made that same statement about ourselves? it's yeah. said that maybe it is something that stems from childhood, but we have to be careful not to tell ourselves, oh, I'm so stupid, or oh, right. I'm so dumb, oh, I can't believe it. And I understand that that we're upset that we may have made a mistake or messed up, but we have to be very careful, even with that. To make sure that we're speaking positive words about ourselves, even when we make mistakes, my wife say all the time something that she's a big component of. She said we have to learn how to have grace for ourselves, you know. And and I love that. At first, yeah, you know, I yeah, get I it, first, but I understand it so much that we do have to have grace with ourselves. We have to have patience with ourselves. But when we understand our value, our words, we have we also understand that. I don't devalue myself with the words because the first words that come out my mouth can set a tone or it can set an atmosphere of how I carry myself. It will set a, a tone in an the atmosphere of how other people perceive me, because sometimes you can talk down about yourself so much yeah, that yeah. when you go in other arenas, you display that. You yep, know, yep. and then you approach everything. You approach relationships like that. You approach jobs like that. So mm-hmm. you approach Absolutely. things with a mentality of that. I'm less yep. that I'm not worthy. And, and so and I think a lot of it do start in our childhood. But then it grows and it goes, OK, even if you didn't get the right foundation, once you've learned better, what foundation would you set for yourself? Because we have to be careful that we don't approach things in our life. Feeling as if we're less. I'm not important. I'm not smart. What you gonna say?
1: Oh, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like you, you're right on point. And um, I, the one point that you made about, you know, once you learn better, uh, Doctor Maya Angelou, one of my favorite p- poets, um, you say, you know, do you know, do the best that you can until you learn better, and then do better, right? Yeah. But but how do you do better? You do better by doing the work on yourself. A lot of times in the, uh, I'm gonna say in the black community, right? There's taboo to go to counseling. Mm -hmm. A lot of us um, suffer from mental health issues. Yeah. Because, you know, because post traumatic stress in your childhood or, um, you know, trauma in your childhood, things that you experience that are unresolved issues, they fester and they become adult issues, right? And, and a lot of times we don't, <clears throat> I know when we was kids, you know how it was, if we saw somebody outside homeless and they was talking to themselves, as kids, you know, in that group, we looking at them like, man, they crazy, right? We'll say stuff like that or we'll even laugh at it because we don't understand it. But as you get older, you begin to understand that that person that's out there right now Having a full on conversation with themselves by themselves was once our age and they probably had more wherewithal with their brain function. But right now, that's a crisis situation. Now, all of us may not be or get to that, but where if you're in the middle of that? What if you are, you know, like you were saying, man, you're struggling with self-esteem, self-esteem issues. You're struggling with what you tell yourself. Um you show up at jobs, you know, defeated. You go there, you go in there like, man, they're not gonna hire me anyway, because I don't I can't do this. When you when you have that mentality, it's a mental thing. And yeah. some people can't just um learn better because it's um it's a it's 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 in their spirit, it's in their mentality. They actually need help, you know, and I think. I think it behooves us as black people to hold each other up and if we're going to hold each other up and really help each other then we got to tear down the taboo that um, going to see a counselor cuz I've going to see a counselor straight transparency to get to know me better like you and, and you probably like well how do you talking to somebody else get to know you better because what you do is you begin to open up and you begin to talk about things that maybe you've never had someone to talk to about and now you begin to hear yourself and how you think, how you feel, and what bothers you. And then once you can identify the things that are issues with you, now you can change them. Right. You can begin to work on them or you can begin to massage them out of your psyche. And and, and you don't just replace it by saying, oh, I'm not going to do that no more. It's almost like um, an addict. An addict has to replace their habits. So... If they, you know, I know about this too. So if you, if you have a a habit, you want to replace that habit so that when you would normally do what you do now, you have something in that place where you don't have to go to that. I call them distractions to deal with life. So it's so much, it's so much that we deal with. A lot of times we don't know how to really deal with things because we don't want to deal with the root of it. We always trying to deal with the surface.
0: Right, and and it's and I'm glad that you brought up that about counseling because counseling helps you get to the root of it because mm-hmm. it gives you a place and a safe space to yep. discuss the matter. And I think you know, it, it, in the past, it used be a thing, especially in our community, of saying that it was taboo because if you go, you're crazy, and yep. that el- yep. that statement, that word, and somebody feeling as if they're crazy is devaluing them. Is is uh-huh. making them- And then you're devaluing the service that's being provided. So I think uh, we have to begin to understand that me going doesn't mean I'm crazy. Me going stop me from going crazy. It'll stop me from losing my mind. It'll stop me from being stressed out because you need someone that you can talk to a lot of times that don't know you that don't yep. know you personally, that can listen to what you're saying and be objective about it and help you unpack the things that you've been dealing with. You know, begin yeah. to make you look at the, at the total picture because see, a lot of times, even when we talk about, you know, things we're dealing with, sometimes we talk about it with, with blinders on, just yep. from one perspective. We don't lay the, the whole thing out there. You know, we only want to deal with what we're comfortable with or, or what we feel is acceptable. To talk about, we won't don't want to put the entire thing out there. So I think it's very important that this also, when you know your value, when you know your worth, then your perspective changes. You say, "No, I'm not going because I'm crazy. I'm going because I think enough about myself and I love myself enough to say that I have a problem that I can't handle on my own." I'm dealing with something that I need somebody to help me work through this. Give me some practical resources and tools to walk this thing out because I don't want to stay in this place of suffering. I don't want to stay in this place of where I'm dealing with all of these things. I want to read a comment. Let's see what we have here. We're going to throw up a comment on the screen. We have Jessica comment tonight. Let's see what she's saying. She's saying good evening. She's saying it's important to know your value so you won't settle for less. Yep. That's where I'm going. And when you know who you are, you don't have to depend on others, other people to validate. That's what we just said. Validate and tell you who you are. I have been guilty of this very thing myself, not knowing my value at times and waiting for someone else to validate, affirm me. Excellent point, Jessica. Thank you so much family right there. Jessica, that is very important. We touched on just a little bit of that, but actually that's where I was going. To go, Jessica's absolutely right. When you don't value yourself, when you don't see your worth, then you constantly search for other people to validate you. You know, and that's that's in every arena. I see it all the time in the church. You know, I want them to tell me that I'm a good preacher or I'm a good teacher or I'm a good servant. I'm a good this. You know what? Don't do it to please man. Do it to please God first of all. And mm-hmm. then you have somebody that teaches you and imparting you, but you have to know that I have this. God entrusted me with this ability to do whatever it is that I'm doing, and I'm going to do it to the best of my capability. And then yeah. I'm going to seek education to learn how to do it better. I'm not going to seek for people to tell me I'm doing good. I'm going to seek the knowledge to be able to do it good. I say it again because I say it real. I say it again. I'm not going to seek people. To tell me that I'm doing good. Instead, mm-hmm. I want to seek education so I can do it good.
1: You mm, know, that's really good, right
0: there. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when we, when I don't know my value, my worth. Then, yeah, I'm always gonna seek for somebody to validate me. And the danger of always seeking for somebody to validate you, to pat you on the back, to encourage you, is the fact that they then now hold power over you. Yep. Then then they can control and manipulate you because now you're trying to please them and you're trying to look for them to validate you. So so the minute that they stop or they pull back for whatever reason, now you like, oh, what I got to do now. Now you like a, a puppet on a string. Yep. And yep. that's not living life. That's a stressful way to live. And you can lose yeah. your mind trying to live that way. Um, I like it, So you have to know your value. Like some she said before that I, I want to put it back up. Sunday, she said before that I want to go into. She said, mm-hmm. You settle less. She said, Good, she said it's important to know your value so you won't settle okay. for less. Okay. Let me park right there for a quick minute. That is so key. You settle for less. Um, I was thinking about, I you know, I always like to give examples out of the Bible. There was a story about Esau and Jacob, they were two twins. They were twins. Esau was the older because he was born first, he came out first. Jacob, people that know this story, they, they always want to say, well, you know, Jacob was a liar. He was a trickster, you know, which is true. You know, he, he was his name meant supplanter. He was a deceiver. He always is just going to try to take what he want in an ill way. All that's true. He did his brother Esau wrong. I admit all that's true. But we can't make the fact that the reason why he was able when you really look at it, the reason why he was able to get over on Esau is because Esau didn't value himself. He didn't understand who he was. He didn't understand the importance of his position, that he was the firstborn, who he was born to, what his name meant. Oh, He didn't understand the value of himself, what he had. And that's why he sold his birthright for a, a, a pot of beans, a pot of stew. You know, so he settled for so much less because he didn't realize who he was, the importance yeah. of who he was. You know, in the text that he would say. He devalued his birthright. He was like, well, you know, I want this thing right now and I'm hungry. And my brother says, sell me my birth, sell him my birthright for this meal. Yeah, my birthright. What good is it going to do me right now when I'm hungry? And when you examine the thing, it's really not that his need was so great that he had to do that. It was really Mm -hmm. more about the fact that he didn't value what he had. He didn't think of it. The, The word he would say, he despised it. So the fact that he didn't value what he had, he despised it. He gave it up so easily. And how in life do sometimes we give up good things about us? We give up great things about us so easily because we don't what it is. We don't take it as important. You know, I'm going to go there tonight. A lot of times it happens in relationships. And I really want Ladies to chime in on this too a lot of times i hear about you know when ladies they say oh all these men are dogs and you know ain't no good man out here and everything it's like you know you didn't feel like he was a dog until after you slept with him and, and i'm gonna be honest with you if, if once you go there it's too late at that point because can i just yeah. be, let us be real we both men once that yeah. happens you know we, we already got it now you can't you can't roll that back you right, know you can't right. You'll never get that time back. You will never get that part of you back. You gave it away. But Mm -hmm. see, when you value that, when you think something of it, you're like, I don't just give it away so easily. I don't give my body away so easily. I don't give my time away. Mm -hmm. so easily. I don't give my gift away so easily. And this is what kind of helps you from settling for less. You know, I hear so many talk about relationship issues and they don't like the way the person is treating them in, in the relationship. And I, and I understand it. You saying, oh, they should treat. I just wish they would treat me better. I wish they would treat me right. Well, the first key to that is how do you treat yourself? Do you start treating yourself better? Start treating yourself right. When you when you realize who you are, what you have and that you're better than that, then yep. you're going to require better than that. You're not going to settle for less. You're going to already create a standard. And this is something that um that I tell a lot of people. Um, a lot of people are seeking marriage. You know, I say it to women, I say it to men, a lot of women say, you know, I tell women, especially I say when a man comes into your life and that man is going to um, you saying, OK, this man is going to marry me or I'm going to date this man, whatever. And it's, we're looking forward to go to marriage. What you have to ask yourself is, where are you at in life already? You know, where what standard have you created for yourself? What morals do you have for yourself? Now, what value do you have for yourself? that that should now become your standard and you should accept something that's below your standard they at least have to meet you there say you have to meet me at least where i'm already at if you want to with me now not only do you meet me there i have the expectation of there should be a rise from where you've met me see i can't i can't let you come in here Because Mm -hmm. the expectation isn't for you to arise up to what my standard is. You already have to meet my standard because I know my worth. I know my value. And then we you increase. We both increase from there. So it's important that when you don't know your value, when you don't know who you are, what you are, then you open yourself up to be taken advantage of. You Mm -hmm. open yourself up to be mistreated. You open yourself up (coughs) tricked and trapped. You know, just like when I was talking about with Jacob and Esau, if Esau had really understood who he was and his value, what his birthright meant, man, he wouldn't have sold it to Jacob. He'd be like, Jacob, come on, man, you, you crazy for, for a meal. Really? Yeah. No, nah, I'll I go get something to eat. It, it, it ain't that serious. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But but he didn't value himself. Let's see. All right. Let's we got this. We're going to throw up this comment. This is from the wifey. Now watch this. This is gonna be good. I already know before I read it. She said, "As a therapist, which she is, you all, let's right, she is." As a therapist, I see clients all the time who have. Um, well, let me see where we at here.
1: Maladaptive.
0: Mm. Yeah, okay, okay, let's see. As a therapist, I see clients all the time who have maladaptive self-worth. You're right. Not always because of the negative things people have said, but because of the lack of positive things. This writing is so small, I need to make it bigger. Because of the lack of positive things being spoken over them and into them. Okay, let's let me read again without being so choppy. As a therapist, she says, I see clients all the time who have maladaptive self-worth. Not always, not always because of the negative things people have said, but because of the lack of positive things being spoken over them and into them. Um, I agree, I agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. they do suffer <clears throat> because, okay, I don't have people around me saying positive things, I, I, I agree with that. But at some point, at some point in life, we have to get to a point where. Okay. I don't have, sometimes you have to look at it. I don't have positive people around me saying positive things to me. So I have this deficiency in that area. So either I need to make the decision. I have to say, okay, why don't I have people around me to speak positive things? Okay. Maybe I need to change my environment. Maybe there's something in myself that I need to change the people that I'm around. Because sometimes maybe we have an expectation sometimes of so much from people that's around us and they're not the ones to impart in us. Because a lot of times, because we don't know our value and our worth, then we tend to kind of be around people that don't know their value and their worth. So if they don't know their value and their self-worth, they can't pour into me. And then I can't pour into them. So both of us are just sitting there and we're both empty, you know. So now I have these issues because now I feel I feel empty. They right. feel empty. no one's pouring into <clears throat> me. So I have to get to a point where I say, you know what? I think more of myself. So I have to go find a better environment to be in. I have to try to go reach for some people that are above me on a level. And this is where a struggle come in sometimes. If I I have some deficiencies and and and, and so I have an issue with my self-worth now, I have a fear of seeking out people that are a little higher than me, a little more educated than me that could help me. But because I'm so worried about my value and I already devalued myself now, I'm afraid to go get what I need.
1: Yeah.
0: The people that's going to help me.
1: That's good. That's good. And you know, yeah, you, you you know. So, a few things, and that um, that was an excellent comment, Jennifer, uh, and um, and Jessica. Before that, uh, I want to say that um, when it comes to understanding your value and understanding what's LeVar, you, you you hit the nail on the head when you said at some point you have to decide, right? Um, it's a lot to unpack here really. So I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to say it like this though. I'm going to, I'm not going to go all the way back, but I'll say, you know, you get to a point where you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of certain things. And I think for everybody is a cause and effect of change. Change happens because uh, there's either a trauma. There's either that you, you get angry, you get, you, you, you get highly disappointed. You, you, you get into a situation where you don't see any other choice, you've got to make a change because I can't do this no more, I can't take this no more. Usually that's the change point, the breaking point for people. Um, and so when you get to that point, though, you gotta be intentional. I've I'm a firm believer that you can create the circle around you that you aspire to be, and what you what you need to do is you have to be real with what you know about you. I'm not talking about the things that, the negative things that were spoken over you. I'm talking about the dreams that you had, the things that you want to accomplish, the stuff that you don't think you can, but you know is a dream of yours. You say, um, I wanna, I wanna be a doctor. I I wanna, uh, I wanna be an entrepreneur and I wanna be an investor. I wanna be an actor. I wanna, Whatever your aspirations are, you have to intentionally seek out people who are doing it, and you have to ask them. We have not because we ask not. A lot of times we don't ask what we need, even though we know we need it, and it's fear-based, right? So because of that fear, this is why I truly believe that it only requ- God only requires us to have a, the faith of a mustard seed. It doesn't take a huge amount of courage to take one of your toes and step out on a road that you're afraid to walk. Because what God will do, and I don't want to turn this into church, but what God will do, right? Will he will illuminate your path once he knows that you have enough courage to go in that direction. You do not have to build your walk. You just have to turn in that direction. So that the walk that you want to that you want to go down, you can get the help that you need, the strength that you need, the courage that you need. You can't do this life on your own. It's impossible. No one is built to be um, solo in life. Everybody's built to be communal. Everybody's built to be um, a social group. This, social media is great when it's used in the right context, right? But I believe that if you're intentional about getting the right people in your circle, every time you begin to fall one area or another, you're going to fall on that person who's been there, who's done that. Oh, so you're trying to write a book, but you have a writer's block. Let me tell you what I did. Oh, so you're trying to get your career going, but you're having issues with getting... You know the the the, the, the knowledge or you or going back to school well let me tell you some of the things that i did there's always going to be someone there when you're intentional about surrounding yourself see and and I, I don't want to jump around too much but most people want to give back a lot of times the reason that they don't give back is because they don't know who to give it to so you have to have just enough courage to 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 realize that yes, just if I ask somebody who's doing something, i I admire what they do, and I want to ask them if they can mentor me, if, if we can have conversations weekly or every biweekly. They may say no, but there's an opportunity that they'll say yes. That's a fifty percent chance, and chances are, people because the best feeling in in the world is when you're giving. How many people have felt bad after they gave something, after you didn't help feed the homeless, after you didn't, you know, taking clothes out your closet and taking them to somebody who was in need or or went in your refrigerator and gave them food? Like, I've never felt bad when I've done something like that, but I have felt bad when I know I should have done something and I didn't do it. So give people an opportunity to be all that they were created to be by having enough courage to ask them to help you become what you're supposed to be. Don't just live in your fear and think that there's nothing on the other side because your best life is on the other side of your fear.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. I agree. That's good. This I want to um go back. Um, I want to put up real quick what well, she says. something. She says what I was saying, which I was reading this as she said, what I was saying is that it was... Mm-hmm ingrained from childhood yeah we brought that out earlier not having parents loved ones speaking into them so they grow up with low self-esteem speaking to robert's point counseling helps to develop a better self concept um absolutely right actually robert did bring out that very thing earlier when he talked about how um he used for example when parents tell their kids when they're little um stop acting stupid or why you act or they ask questions, why are you acting stupid then that that word or that that statement it resonates it goes into their psyche into their mind and then it begin to resonate and then they begin to walk out life um in some aspects still feeling that and then i said what, what the piggyback on that what happens is because that seed was planted then as you grow up you become a you find yourself even saying that about yourself man man, I'm stupid oh well, i'm so dumb and and we' and we talked about how words have power so you're absolutely right that sometimes a lot of times that that devalue or not knowing your worth, sometimes it do stem from childhood and that's why i think it's important that when you get to a point especially and i'm talking to maybe someone that feels this way whether you're a teenager you know a, a adult maybe you may still feel some uh feel worthless in some areas or you feel like i don't really know my words my value i you know, I feel ashamed of some things, I have low self-esteem. That's why now it is important for you to reach out and get help. Um, therapy, going to a therapist, you know, talking to someone, going to the ones that you know have positive things to say. And and we all know people that are positive. Sometimes you just you know, we all know them people that no matter what you say to them, you know, negative minded people, you could say, Hey, good morning. What's so good about today? Man, that we alive, yeah, but it's raining. Like <sighs> what you know some people are negative but then you have people that are positive so we have to surround ourselves um with some of those people that can help us because you know i think about like in the bible i think about leah man leah you know when when we think about her story i think she suffered in this area because here it is she the older sister and her father favored her younger sister better, you know, said that, you know, Rachel was was beautiful. Leah, they said, you know, her eyes, you know, some say tangled, some say crossed. You know, they have all these things that, or, or weary where they say these things about Leah. And here it is. She get married, but her father tricked the man to into marrying her. And then she go through. So she's in a house growing up with parents that favor her younger sister. Then she get married and she's in another house with that same sister that now her husband favors the because he's married to both of them. He favors that sister. So she find herself going from one house to the next house, still be being treated as less, still being treated as if you're not enough. You're not good enough. And I think this is the part that a lot of people suffer with. You know, am I enough? I'm not enough. And and I I look at that as an example. But what I love about it also says is that when the Lord saw that when God saw that she was hated, then he opened up her womb and began to let her have children and and we and, you know we won't go into it tonight the significance of that but it was a great thing and it was an honor but even that even though that was happening for her and it wasn't happening for anyone else around her at that time it wasn't happening for her sister she still even still struggled with that because her mindset was she didn't look at it as okay the lord bless me she looked at it as okay now my husband will favor me now i'll be loved now i'll be valued now i'll be respected and i think You know, a lot of people deal with that as well. If I do something, because once again, we're looking for validation from that person. If I do this or if I do that to please them, then now they will validate me. But at some point, there has to come a point where we say, you know what, I'm not getting it. I have to seek it somewhere else. But before I can seek it somewhere else, I'm going to start saying. Different things about myself. I'm going to start saying I love myself because if nobody else loves me and this is the thing, it's hard for somebody to love somebody that don't love themselves. I know that sounds crazy, but it is very hard. Try loving somebody that don't love themselves. They don't you receive can. love. You can You it's can,
1: hard. but they won't receive it.
0: Exactly. They won't receive it. So it's mm-hmm. important to get to a place to say, you know what? Despite how I look, despite how I sound, despite whatever, I love myself. I love myself enough to say I need help and I'm going to get help. But I think something of myself. We have to begin to change. You know, I think about sometimes you have to encourage yourself. What does that look like? David, you know, when he came back to Ziglag and they thought that they had lost everything, you know, here it is. He a mighty man, a valor, all these different things. He a warrior. He got all these men following him. They come back to Ziglag, find out they get back home, everything burned. That wives that stock everything gone, so they think they ain't lost everything. And the men are so hurt, it says that they cried till they couldn't cry no more. Then they start talking about, you know what, we got to blame somebody because hurting people hurt people. We got to yep. blame somebody, we got to blame them, leader, blame David. They talked about stoning him and killing him. So at this point, he don't have nobody around to say, you know what, we're gonna make it, we're gonna pull through, man. Go to God. You, he had to go to God for himself. The Bible yep. said he encouraged himself. He had to talk good things. He had something in him. He had to say within himself, it's not over. It's not going to end like this. I- I- I'm not going to continue living like this. And it go back to the point that you made when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You have to get to a point where you say, you know what? I'm not going to live like this anymore. I'm not going to devalue. I'm not going to continue to live life feeling worthless. You know, letting other people define who I am. You know, letting other people tell me who I am you have to get to a point where you say i'm going to start at first thinking something better about myself thinking more about myself yeah my parents probably didn't speak the right things into my life yeah some people probably told me i wasn't ever going to be anything but i refuse to live the words that somebody else spoke
1: that's yeah and I, man i and uh my bad i didn't mean to cut you off bro um i i i agree with you man that you know um And and with the comments that we had, um, it it does start in the childhood. You know, the roots of any um, seed will harvest, Mm -hmm. because unless at some point in the process there's a disruption. So at whatever point you are, whatever phase you are in life, and I know we can't do the deepest dive on this, but I would say. From my own experience whatever point you are in your life you may be feeling low right you may be feeling down you might be feeling out of out of sorts you might just be like i don't know what to do right but you must first begin to meditate for the journey for you to elevate being quiet cutting out all the noise before you invite your intentional circle into your life, mm-hmm. getting silent and quiet without me going straight uh church or Bible. I will say this, bro, like being quiet and listen to the things really listen to the things going on in your mind. Listen to the things that your heart is saying, listen to the things that your spirit is saying you need to know you mm-hmm. because I think a lot of us suffer from just truly not understanding as we if not understanding who you are means you don't know you. and when you because when you know you, the intelligent being that God created will understand there's some things about you that aren't aren't effective and that you need to change. But in order to get there, there's so much coming at us now. We got social media, we got the twenty four hour news cycle, you got uh, bloggers, everybody got an opinion. Everybody talking about everything. Um, uh, All the entertainment, man, is all over the place. I saw a video the other day that I just couldn't believe. uh, And I won't say who the artist is, but it was like, wow, they doing this now. But and it's influencing our young people. So I'm like, and I got four. I got four children. So I'm like, man, this is what my sons see now when they go and they look up rap or whatever they listen to. So. With all that, you have to have um, an ability to cut it out. You have to have an ability to silence the noise because when you silence the noise, then you can begin to decipher what's for you and what's not for you. What's entertainment and and, and what's enlightening, Um, what's going to help you grow and what's going to have you stagnant, what's going to have you elevating and what's going to have you deflating. So a lot of times we don't do that, which is part of the work. And we try to do the other things, the surface things to change. And it can't work because the root of you has to have a disruption. The root of you has to be taken out and has to have a change, it has to have. Um, you have to give yourself new tools to operate to go the way you want to go. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna tell you my own personal story. You know, basically, I went through still struggle with it at times, depression, still st- struggle with, you know, um how I feel, how I feel about me, how I feel about my journey. A lot of times it's a struggle because I've made a lot of decisions not knowing who I was, not knowing who I am, not knowing who I was created to be. And so it creates this conflict. like a conflict of interest between your spirit and your mind and there's a disconnect and so because the spirit is strong and the spirit knows the spirit never loses who you are the mind controls what you do and so when that disconnect happens um you are a double-minded person because your spirit wants to do one thing and your mind wants to do something else and they never collide. They never collaborate. And now you're making decisions off of your feelings instead of um, understanding that um, I need to have a a dream, a purpose, and a plan. What I'm doing now is I'm going off of what I feel I should do based upon what the world is giving me and now I'm going to get these worldly results. So... It's so it's so much that is packed into this conversation, bro. It's such a good topic, man. This is awesome. And I'm so glad and humbled, man, that you um, invited me on because I admire you as a man of uh, who goes after what he wants to do. And um, I, I, I was telling you this the other day, man, um, can't nobody do what LeVar do. Only LeVar can do it the LeVar way. And, and it's always going to be unique because it's always LeVar. And, and and so, man, I salute you for that because you've always been that way, even when we was kids. So uh, so I'm just honored to be on um, on the screen with you right now to talk to people. And hopefully people can get the message that if they want to make changes in their life, it always and will always start with you, not with who you leave, not with who left you, not with what they did, not what you felt not what tragedy happened it starts with you saying enough is enough and getting in the mirror and dealing with you Mm -hmm. because if you don't deal with you you can bring in the right people and then you're going to push them out
0: exactly exactly well thank you so much brother um i appreciate that i salute you as well you know i'm very proud of the man that you've become things you are accomplishing and and i want to you know you gave a good segue and to what you were saying and you were, you know, telling me that how, you know, I'm u- uniquely me. Can't nobody do it the way that I do it. And I want to use that as yep. a because I always like to give people something practical. What can I do now if I'm struggling in this area? It's it's amazing that you said that because it took me a while to get there. And like you said, you've known me since, you know, we go way back to little kids. Yeah, always have been, you know, different, you know. But there was a point in my life, even at a child, where I didn't see my difference as being something great or something that was going to be sought after. I saw my difference as being something strange, something being um, unwanted, um, you know, because there were times where I kind of felt like, you know, I don't fit in. And why don't I fit in? And, And maybe I should try to fit in, even though I had a mother always telling me that you know you're not supposed to be in the in crowd you're not supposed to fit in but you know as a child you don't want to hear that you know no you don't no i want to be i want to be like everybody else and stuff you know i struggled with that for a while and even going into you know especially because i always had a different call on my life you know and i ran from it a lot of times i denied it i tried to hide it And then, you know, it got to a point where I start embracing my uniqueness. I start embracing the fact that, you know what, I think differently. I act differently, not saying that I'm completely different because there are some things that I do that's common, but I just have a different way. You know, I stopped even trying to, you know, trying to think so strongly about how I talk and how do different things, you know, over critiquing myself being, you know, Um, Being very critical of myself and a lot of people struggle with this. And so I had to get to the point and this is where I'm at now, especially in 2021, that that the door that God has opened is I had to learn that I am enough. Because when I value myself, I had to learn that I am enough to do whatever it is that I want to do realistically, whatever it is that God is calling me to do, whatever it is I'm seeking to do, I'm enough to do it. But yep. the, this is where this is where the disconnect happened. Sometimes it's not really that we don't think we're enough to do it. What we're looking at is the scale that we want to do it on. Yeah. And uh, we can't see ourselves on that scale because we're looking at, man, I, I want to do it on the mountain. You know, I yeah, yeah. I, I want to yeah. start this business. I want the business to be on the mountain. I want to write this book and I want the book to be on the mountain. Uh, You yeah. know, I want to I want to get this degree, but I want it to be on the mountain. Sure we, the mountain experience but what we fail to realize is that we're already enough to start doing it in the valley see it starts there you're not going to start with the mountain you have to start in the valley you have to start you have enough in you right now and that's what i want to tell somebody you know people that are watching this i want you to understand that right now in this moment you're already enough you already have enough in your hand in your mind around to step out this is something that you know i've been i've been heavily on these past three weeks you have enough to take that first step you know even when i look at even with doing this show what we're doing is do i have aspirations and dreams for it to be so much greater than this yes absolutely but i don't let that scare me away from the fact that i already have enough to do exactly what i'm doing right now some people have to understand is Think enough about yourself. Say, I have enough value, I have enough worth that what's in me right now, somebody is waiting on what's in you. Somebody's waiting on that ability that you have, that gift that you have, that yeah. thing that like, oh, oh, I just bake. I don't bake like everybody else. Don't try to bake like somebody else. Somebody's looking for your recipe for the taste that you have. Uh, uh yeah. you know, right like everybody else. Somebody's understand exactly the way that you write. Uh, I don't sing as good as everybody else. Somebody is going to be touched by the words, by the tone, the melody that comes out of your mouth. So sometimes we We be so critical of ourselves and we tell ourselves that we're not enough because once again, we're judging that we're not enough by watching and looking at somebody else. And Because I value myself, I can't watch and look at somebody else. I know I have greatness down inside of me, and I know that I'm enough to at least step out. I want to give a couple other examples of of this thing of knowing your value. I want to give something practical like Chris Paul. Chris Paul, he plays for the Phoenix Suns right now. And I just saw him on the news earlier. And something that was amazing about him, something that came out of his mouth, he said, I'm 35 years old, and he's going to be 36, I think, in a month. Now, for the NBA standards, that's that's old, you know, you know, because you got boys 18, 19, you know, right. in so for NBA standards, that's that's old. You're you're a veteran, and he's been on, I think, maybe about what four. If I'm yeah. if I'm, I think about yeah, five, no, yeah. let's see the, the right. Orlando Hornets, Los Angeles Clippers, Houston mm-hmm. Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder, and not a family, right. yeah, he's on all these teams, and he's 35 years old. He said yeah. out his own mouth that maybe like last season or season ago people were saying he washed up saying that his career is over man you done you 35 years old you you know it's other guards coming up this is about your 15 you've been on you got traded in the middle of a season to another team no man here it is this man go to the Phoenix Sun. i believe he's like the highest paid player on the team right now Phoenix Sun just made it to the playoffs when is the last time they've been in the playoffs it, it was like about over 10 years ago 2010 is the last time that they were in the playoffs. Now, this that comes in that you all say is washed up, that his career is over, he's too old, he's too so all these things, he come to this team and he excels them into greatness and they make it to the playoffs. What are you saying? What I'm saying is he knew within himself, even though all the noise was around him, all the analytics was going on. They was looking at his stats. Oh, you don't have a ring yet. You didn't make it here. You didn't do it there. And all these people were saying all this stuff. Like you said, all that noise. He pushed that noise out and said, you know what? I can still play. I can still. You know what? No, you're going to pay me that money because I know my value. I know my worth. So, yeah, yeah, I'm worth the money you're going to pay me. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get on the court and I'm going to show you. You know i'm gonna prove you wrong but i'm also gonna prove what i'm saying i'm gonna prove what i feel and what i know about myself you know so i used that as an inspiration when he said that out of his mouth it was like yeah some people said you know they said i was done they mm-hmm. said done because i'm i'm 35 years old now and here it is this man and took a team that got young players that can ball but he and took this team to the champ you know they they're going to the playoffs now and they hadn't been there since 2010 yeah. so what i'm saying to somebody is you can't even allow for the noise around you other people saying you know being critical don't and this is the thing with other people around you being critical you can't be critical on yourself at the same time with other people being critical right. you have to break out of that and encourage yourself and say you know what <laughs> oh, i can do this I know I can do this. All I need is a shot. All I need is to try. And I'm not going to wait on somebody else to give me the opportunity. I'm going to take the opportunity. I'm going to step out. I'm going to do whatever ever in my means. What do I have the power to do right now? And right now, you know, we have social media. We have all these tools at our disposal. And we have a lot of stuff that's even free right now to do. And so I, I, I'm talking to that person That have these tools available to you, have these free things available to you, but you're afraid to step out because you feel like, oh, I'm not enough. Won't nobody listen to me. Won't nobody look at me. Won't nobody support me. Will you support you? Will you put it out there? Because when we think about a lot of the stuff that we enjoy now as consumers, somebody had the mindset of, you know what, I'm going to put this out here. Somebody going to want this. You know somebody you know what somebody gonna want water if we put it in the bottle and put a label on it and sell it somebody gonna want it somebody yeah. gonna want potato chips you know i watch a lot of that history stuff and how you know how stuff was created and stuff and i was watching this documentary one time on like the making of of, of um like candy bars certain chips i'm not gonna call out brands right now you know not doing no brands unless they want to pay me to to talk about them you know but <laughs> i was looking at this stuff and it's like man Somebody thought, look, I'm going to make these chips. I'm going to make this and I'm going to put it in a bag and I'm going to sell it. And, and yeah. it, just, it took off. A
1: yeah. lot
0: of people that are wealthy, these families that are wealthy, that have we look at these brands, it started with one person having enough tenacity of one person saying, you know what? As crazy as this idea sounds, even though everybody else around me think I'm crazy, that I lost my mind, I'm going to do it because I believe that it's great. I believe it's a good idea. You know, I believe if I just do it. Then it'll happen. If they build it, if you build it, they'll come. That's you know. Yep. So you, you have to have that type yeah. of mindset. Like, look, man, I'm enough. That's what I want people to get out of this tonight. To tell yourself, I'm <laughs> enough. I'm enough to take the first step.
1: And I, and I just want <clears throat> to just to uh, add on to that real uh-huh. quick. That everything you just said, I 100% agree with. And and I will just add that. Um, You know, you like you said, you people they they see they see where they want to be at the mountaintop, but they they don't know that they just need to be in the valley when there's and and things are seasonal. If you do the work, if you do the work and it's in your heart, it will come. It'll is you you know, if you build it, they will come, but if you do the work, the opportunity will, will come. But you have to understand as well that no opportunity is going to meet you uh, unprepared. Because if it does, if it's something for you and the opportunity that's supposed to be for you come too early, you're not going to do what you're supposed to do with it. So just as much as you're not supposed to despise small beginnings, um, um, also do not be regret or do not um, have disdain for having patience for the process, mm-hmm. the process is needed because everything you'll need to do once you are platformed, you're gonna do it behind the scenes, right? All the work that you do behind the scenes is gonna prepare you for when you're on that platform,
0: right? Well, I so, think that, that's good. And I, I agree with that, but we're we're reaching our time. And, yes. I mean, it's really getting good. I see people chiming in we're really reaching our time and we didn't read some of the comments we, we got a couple other comments i'm just going to glaze through a couple things real quick we're going to give our final thoughts and then you know we're gonna you know wrap it up and everything um because we could we could really keep on going because this is so good let me put up a couple other comments um let's see the missus says the greatest enemy to success is comparison you're absolutely right The, yeah. the, the, the that is <coughs> success comparison because this the thing don't compare somebody um uh, don't compare yourself to somebody to try to validate yourself or try to find value in yourself but compare yourself to say okay can i be doing something can i grab some some type of nuggets from what they're doing can yeah. i better myself can i you know can i sharpen my blade? Can i sharpen my iron by what i'm looking at so that's the only reason why i'm looking at it not to compare it to say oh i should be doing that or, or yeah. i'm not good enough because they doing that and i'm just doing this um uh, let's see real quick jessica says she had put up something earlier when she said it's also important to have people in your in your life who know and see your value as well she said that she was thinking about king david mm-hmm. how he saw the value in Meshiba, uh Meshiba let's see the son of Jonathan. Okay. From the house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. David recognized. Yeah. I I, I will agree that, that it is important to, to have the right people around you, but watch this. That's very key and very important. But if you don't value yourself, if you don't think something about yourself, then you're not even going to know how to have the right people around you because this is what happens. Sometimes. If I think less of myself, if I don't think I have any worth or any value, then yeah, I'm not yeah. going to reach, I'm going to surround myself with the same type of people. I'm going to surround myself with people that can't help me get to the next level. They're not going to pour into me. If I'm empty and I don't understand that I'm empty, then I may find myself surrounding myself with other empty people. And then all it is is a, a room full of empty people that's not looking to get out of that emptiness, not looking to say, okay, I need to reach for higher. Um, Let's see what else she says. Uh, just said and sometimes we compare our chapter one to that chapter 21. all right now you better you better say something now right. <laughs> right i am a big component of that I'm sorry are you okay because we might have to go over just a few, few minutes.
1: Good.
0: now she says something like right that because I'm a very big believer of this whole book of life thing this chapter thing um what she said what 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 the missus says what Jen says is sometimes i re- Put it up and read it again she said that sometimes we compare our chapter one to their chapter 21. yeah and and jen knows this about me this is something i say all the time i used to run into the ground apples to apples oranges to oranges you know i that's an analogy i always use that sometimes we try to compare an apple to an orange an apple to a banana, or like she said, you in chapter one of your success, you in chapter one of what you're doing, but you're looking at somebody that's in chapter twenty-one. Right, you at somebody that's further down the road. They've been doing what they're doing for ten years, or 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 maybe even two years. You just got started. Yep. I can't judge. You know, I can't be critical on myself and judge myself and put myself down or devalue myself because I'm looking at somebody that has put time into the thing. And see, and that's the thing. Sometimes we don't see when all these great people we idolize and that we glean from, we pull from. We don't know and see where they started. And, you know, even with some preachers and pastors and stuff, you know, you look at T. D. Bishop T.D. Jakes. Love him. So You look at all these people. Great man. But he didn't start off. Now he was born. God, God put that in him when he was born. He was right. destined to be Bishop T.D. Jakes. But he didn't start there. He right. didn't start there. You, you know, you just look at the mega church now. But you don't know, like he said, when he had a church with you know three members, five members. You, you didn't see that, you know. You so you can't look at where you're at right now in life and say I'm nothing. I'm not doing anything with my life because you. <clears throat> these people that I have built a a, a following that's built a platform, you know, and just because someone, let me throw this in too, just because somebody have a lot of people following them don't mean they on the right path. It don't mean they really have support. It don't mean that they're really successful, that they're making an impact. So don't get caught up in in, in the fanfare either. Don't get caught up in the numbers. So you can't look, like you said, you in chapter one of your life and you looking at somebody that's in chapter 21. But you don't see how they struggle, how they cried and they struggled chapter one through five, you know, and then they start seeing some light when they got in chapter six, but then chapter seven, they had a setback, but then chapter eight, they started over. And then you know, you don't see that process, you just see the reward and yeah. the chapter that they're in now. And then watch this. You don't know what's gonna happen in the next chapter. But see, you have to keep on doing what you're doing in your chapter one. You have to remain consistent, you know, and you had brought that out um, to me one time. You was encouraging me and I was I was telling Jen about this. I said, you know, you know, Robbie was saying, you know how he appreciate my consistency. He was like, just stay consistent. And that's what I want to tell somebody, too. You have to stay consistent. The only way you're going to be successful, the only way that you're going to feel better about yourself and begin to see your value build is if you're consistent with what you're doing you have to be consistent i'll let you jump in there
1: no i agree i agree and uh yeah i I do admire consistency because um you know too many times man we get frustrated people get frustrated with things and they put it down they get disappointed with it because it didn't yield the result that they thought they should have at that present space and time and they They'll let it go, you know. I've done that before. Where I know that um, now, I understand more that life is really a. It's all about the pro- It's all about the journey. It's all about the process. You should never really even. Um, we should never really even want something before we're supposed to have it. But the truth is, but by us being human, you know. The thing that attracts us to what we want is usually how we see it at the mountain. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, you know. So yeah, that's that's what I feel inside is where I'm trying to go. But what we don't really understand is it has to be a valley, in order for you to travel that road. There has to be a pruning stage. There has to be um, a molding stage. The things that you have to experience. I, I'll, I'll give a perfect example. So I worked in retail for a long time and, you know, when I first got um, hired in retail in the store, I was unloading a truck for the store, Um, not fully understanding, but knowing that one day I I, want to run this store. I want to be the store manager because I want to get paid more eventually, which means I have to have more responsibility, which means I have to, uh, I have to be trusted with these responsibilities. But I did not see the path clear that it would take to get to that level. But because I had the aspiration, because I saw um, what I could eventually aspire to become, I knew that I was going to have the dedication and I knew it was going to take some consistency. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that I did well, I had to do it consistently. And whatever it is, and I'm encouraging someone right now, whatever you already do, well, do it consistently in whatever you do. Don't get discouraged and drop it. Stay consistent and understand that your consistency is what people notice. A lot of times people get promoted, people get uh, acknowledged, people get platformed by when someone who's supposed to see them in their valley but see you working and doing your thing consistently and they pick you out because now you're standing um, you're standing outside of the group of the folks that's doing everything else that they may or may not be doing, but they see your consistency. They see your dedication. And that's what happened to me. Um, that's what happened to me. They saw that, oh, wow, this guy, he's always showing up when he's supposed to show up, this person is always where he's supposed to be. This person, we don't have to wonder if he's where he's supposed to be. And if he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, no matter how well you may think I did it, I was consistent. Right. And so um, it speaks volumes to our faith, our prayer life, our relationships. The most thing that you can do in life is stay consistent with people just the same way as you stay consistent if you have a prayer life. If you stay consistent with like my brother, we we speak, we have a set of, a set time that we talk. And we're consistent about that and it feeds us both. Yeah. And because it feeds us both, we ain't going to miss that meal. Which means there's an opportunity is going to come from us being consistently speaking that we could have missed if we just did it once. Right. So um a lot of times your opportunity is hidden in your in your obedience or disobedience. Yeah. If you know what you're supposed to do, do that. If you're not supposed to do it, don't do it. Right. And, and that simple obedience or disobedience will carry you to where you're supposed to be. And then do it consistently. And so if I can leave you with anything like that I and learning or learn is to do that always
0: that's good i want to um actually i want to quote something that you actually said to me and when our when our conversations what he was alluding to is you know we have this scheduled consistent time that we talk and uh and basically we do what we're doing right now yep. but i want to i want to bring a few things out to give people practical things that they can do one thing that you said that i want to highlight that you told me in uh one of our private conversations. Is that you said? Sometimes the thing that you see is a flaw in you. You see it as a flaw, or you see it as a mistake. That thing that you look at, oh, this is a flaw. I, I talk the way I do this, whatever that it seems like is a mistake. It's not a mistake. That could be the very thing that makes you unique. That puts, that takes yeah. you where you, where you want to go. So I want somebody to hear that the very thing that you think is a mistake or a flaw in you, whether it's some physical, how you look, the way you talk, or whatever it may be. That thing that you think is a flaw or a mistake yep. is the thing that makes you unique. That's going to take you, help take you to where you're trying to go. So that, yep. that's one practical thing. Another practical thing for people that I want you to grab a hold to. When knowing your value, if you struggle in this area, I struggle with with low self-esteem. Stop trying to not be you. I said it again, stop trying to not be you. Sometimes we met because when we don't think that we're valuable, when we don't think uh, when we don't really know what our worth is. Then we don't appreciate who we are, and then yeah, we yeah. Want to be somebody else. When no, it's not meant for you to be somebody else. And you brought that out earlier. You like, you know, that thing that you do. Nobody can do it the way that you do it. Nobody can say it the way that you say it. Nobody can lay it out the way you lay it out. Can't nobody handle it the way that you handle it. So stop trying to not be you. So you have to be uniquely you. Don't shy away from that. What you do, yes, you can do things to make yourself better, to perfect yourself, to learn more, to do things uh, probably in a in a smarter way. Yes, you can do that. But don't try to remove what's uniquely you out of that. So I want to bring that out. Other thing is sometimes we get to a place where have you ever. Um, and I know I felt this before and I ask you and I'm, I'm sure some are some of our listeners and viewers are probably. feel Have you ever. um looked at a table whether it's a physical table or or i'm using table as a metaphor have you ever found yourself at a sitting at a table and you're sitting there and you're struggling with the fact of why am it why am i at this table you feel like i don't belong at this table i'm not smart enough i don't have enough money i don't have the right connections I, i look at everybody else that's sitting around this table and now i feel so less i feel so small because i feel like i'm not worthy to be at this table. Uh, if that's somebody of you feeling that way, first of all, and I'm sorry, I, let me go spiritual. Some tables that God allow us to get to. You got to realize maybe you don't have the same education that everybody else has at that table. Maybe you don't have the same resources. Maybe you don't have the same connections. Maybe you're not even as old as the people that are at that table. You, you feel like, OK, I have these deficiencies. But what you fail to realize is who prepared the table. God prepared the table for you to be at you receive an invitation to that table for a reason you receive that invitation your name was on it see yeah, yeah. we struggle with that my name is on this invitation i got invited but i don't feel like i belong so so we we we, we shrivel up but wait a minute your name was on the invitation you got invited yeah, yeah. for a reason so you have a place at this table for a reason So there must be something in you. You have some value to be at this table. That should speak something to you alone. I'm sitting at this table with all these people that have all these things, and I'm still here. I'm still in the room. I belong here. So I want somebody to start looking at that, that I belong here. I'm here for a reason. Something that me and the wife was talking about, so that's another, another thing for you all to grab hold to. We was having a conversation. And I'm not going to bring out everything within the conversation, but it's amazing. It's like when you don't when you feel that, you know, you're not that valuable. Sometimes when you're presented with an uh, opportunity sure. uh, sure. and you go into the opportunity, you 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 carry yourself as if I'm just so glad to be here. You know, I'm so glad y'all thought somebody little old me. Now, don't get me wrong. It's nothing wrong with being grateful. We should always be grateful and we should always be humble but there's a thin line between that and between just shriveling up going i should just be lucky to be here let me not let me not be myself let me not step out let me not try to try to shine i don't think i have any shine because i'm just i don't i feel like i don't deserve to be here god's grace and his mercy sometimes we don't deserve to be places but god put us there for a reason so we go We carry ourselves with that that mindset and that mentality. And when you carry yourself with that mindset, somebody will pick up on that that's in that environment and they'll see that you don't value yourself. And then they'll begin to take advantage of you. But then what happens is because sometimes people around us, they'll see the greatness in us before we see it in ourselves. Right. But we have to be careful that we don't that we have to catch on to that, because if we don't if we continue walking around like, oh, I'm just grateful to be in the room. I'm grateful to be invited. Then people will take advantage of that and they will pull the goodness out of us. They will pull resources out of us without pouring anything back in. And then what happens is the minute that we realize, wait a minute. I know my value. No, I deserve to be here, I'm grateful for being here. I'm grateful for the chance, but I ha- I bring something good to this situation. I bring something great to the situation. And then when we start seeing it for ourselves, then that's when it changes because a person will get mad because they're like, oh man, now you see how much you're worth. Now you see your value. So now I can't manipulate you anymore. Now I can't take advantage of you. Now I can't just use you for what I want and what I need because now you see the greatness in yourself. So I want people to start understanding. Be grateful for opportunities, but know that you belong there. Right. You're right. Gonna, that you're going to work. I'm working on grind. Maybe I'm not the best employee, but ain't nobody going to outwork me here. Don't nobody have my grind. Don't nobody have my, my hunger that I have. Don't Nobody's going to do what I'm going to do the way that I'm going to do it. Nobody is going to try to get better the way that I try to get better no nobody's gonna come with that same mindset like me so you have to see that you do have value and i say this last thing this last thing something practical and i'm gonna give this for example i heard something similar to this earlier say right now because you know uh, people that know me know i love cars and everything and sometimes even when i'm doing my review car reviews different stuff like that sometimes i have been blessed uh, or fortunate to review, to look at cars, to sit in cars, to interview people about cars that right now I can't afford. Let's just be honest. You know, I've I've viewed some stuff that was much more than what I can afford at this time. But and sometimes I've walked in situations, whether it's, you know, a house or clothes, what if something that maybe I can't physically afford at that time. But what I've decided what I'm not going to do is carry myself with that what well, you see it on my face oh i can't afford it i saw somebody using this for example you go to a house opening an open house just to look at a house and you can't afford the house and you walk in and the realtor whoever's showing the house they say hey how you doing and you you look they say you look all over the place. oh i'm doing all right hey how you doing because you got this shame on you you're wearing the shame you're embarrassed because you keep on feeling i shouldn't be here uh, uh I, I i i can't afford this <clears> to <throat> be here If I walk into a house or I walk into a dealership or I see something that I can't afford right now, if I go to open house to a house that's two million dollars and they go and I'm looking around, they go, oh, you've never. This your first time seeing a two million dollar house? I go, yeah, but it won't be my last. Let that sink in for a minute. Maybe it is my first time, but guess what? It won't be my last. See, I'm. Carry myself in the minute of. It's not about wearing shame that I can't afford this. No, I need to see this because I know where I have the potential to go. I'm not always gonna be where I'm at. I you want to jump in on that? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and I know you're trying to uh, wrap it up, and I so I won't. I won't uh, belabor my point, but I want to just add to what you're saying. And basically, what I'm receiving from you, which is very good, what you what you're giving right now, is you walk by faith. Um, walking, walking by faith is, it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's really, uh, it's a, it's an art, it's an art because, you know, you have to, you have to do all the work that's required. You have to believe in yourself as the Bible verses says, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But it first says I can do. And you have to believe that you are worthy. I can do it. We can talk about how you get there and all that, but that's the point of entry to where faith can take you. Because if you believe that you are enough, then you'll also believe that the God that you believe in is enough to get you there. And then you won't you won't tire, you won't, you won't get weary, you won't get you won't you won't get so easily discouraged. You won't give up. You won't stop. You won't quit because you'll understand that every single thing I'm going through is preparing me and giving me a stronger faith for where he's taking me. My dreams, my aspirations, those goals that I got, that stuff I keep seeing when I close my eyes and I'm like, man, I get excited about now I have the, the, the motivation But I also have the guidance and I'm seeking wisdom. Wisdom is something no one can learn through a book or from someone telling them. Wisdom is a gift given. And when you seek him, and I say him, when I say him, it's God. When you seek God and you really want something in your life, you want wisdom because all things that we desire are not always good for us. But if God puts it, you know what I'm saying? So if God put it inside you, though, you want wisdom to understand why it's there and what to do to get it so that you don't, as my brother said, just uh, be manipulative, be manipulated to do all kinds of things to try to get it. Mm -hmm. Because that's the trick. And so to just wrap that up, um, you want to walk by faith. Because if you walk by faith, no one can take credit for what you get good. I'll repeat. And then you're going to not only value it more, but you're going to protect it because you know it's yours. And I've been in situations before in my life where I could say, man, well, yeah, they just gave it to me because I didn't understand my value. But You do better when you know better. And now I understand that anything that comes my way, it's a gift, right? And I know my process now. I believe I have it before I get it. Mm. So if I believe I got it already and it's already mine, then I know the process is necessary. So I got to walk it out. And I gotta talk to myself while I'm walking because the voices that may come my way will be the warfare that I'll go through. And even if I can't silence the warfare, my positive words of affirmation can cover them.
0: Mm, that, that's right. That's so right.
1: that that yeah. So I, I think um you have to walk by faith. If you really want it and you want it the right way. Because nobody wants anything that can be taken from them because it's not theirs. But if it's taken from you, you wanted to know that it's taken from you because there's something better for you. It's from glory to glory. And if you're not going from glory to glory, where are you going? Right. So I'll leave you with that. So, man, this this has been great, bro.
0: It really great. So what I so tonight, what we're really trying to encourage people like I said, our topic was about knowing your value, why it's important to know your value. It's important to know your value because if you don't, then you will stay stuck, you will stay trapped, you can be manipulated, be taken advantage of, be mistreated when you don't know your value. When you don't know your value, you let down, you don't have a guard, you you don't practice any morals, You don't set any standards. You don't keep any standards. When you don't know your value, you can't have consistency. You know, it it puts you in a very uncomfortable place. There is no growth when you don't know your value. Because if you don't know your value, then you won't feel like you need to grow. So it's important to know your value. And a few practical things you can do if you're struggling in this area, if you're struggling with low self-esteem, first of all, if you want better, the first thing I want you to tell yourself is not only do you do you say i want better but tell yourself i deserve better see it starts there because sometimes we don't think we deserve it you could feel so low about yourself that you feel like i don't deserve better than this maybe because choices i made in my life or i just don't think i'm smart enough i don't think i'm pretty enough i don't think whatever the case is tell yourself not only do i want better but i deserve better I deserve better. And if I deserve better, then I'm going to start doing what it takes to get better. And if I don't know what it takes, guess what? I'm going to seek out people that can help me and show me steps of what do it take to get better in this area? This is what I want. What do I need to do to get it? I may not be able to get it right now, but I deserve it and I'm going to get it. So show me what teach me. What steps do I take to get better? what I want and what I feel that I deserve. So I want somebody to feel, to be encouraged with that and know if you suffer with this, well, I don't know what my value is. I don't, I'm in this relationship or that I don't, that I, they're not treating me right. Tell yourself I deserve to be treated right because yeah. this. Is, you know, your value It's not always comfortable because when you know your value and your worth, sometimes it's going to cause you to tell people no. Sometimes it's going to cause you to tell yourself. No, you will have to deny yourself of things that devalue you. You will have to deny yourself of people that devalue you. That's not going to help. That's just going to rob you of your value. So it's not always comfortable standing on what your value is. Standing right. morals, standing keeping a standard because even I use myself, for example, You know, where God has brought me to now and I understand where he had me now. There'd be some times I ain't gonna lie that I want to get on Facebook and Jap out. I ain't gonna lie. Everybody else (laughs) be doing it. Be times that I want to vent and I want to say certain things or I want to like a certain post or do something. And some people may feel, well, that's a small thing. But a lot of times it starts with a small thing. But because I value who I am, I know my worth. I know where God has brought me. Then I don't want to do things that's going to pull from that that's that's going to speak against what my value is that's going to depreciate me you know so sometimes even when that we have to be able to make hard decisions and hard choices when we know what our value is so i can't connect and align myself with people that's not even trying to go in the same direction with people that don't want the same things out of life with 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 people that just want to pull from me and abuse me and mistreat me but don't want to pour into me don't want to help me be, you know but that's because I've come to the realization of I know what my value is. So what I want somebody to understand that's watching this, that hear this, start telling yourself, not only do I want better, but I deserve better. Right. Start telling yourself that I am enough to at least take the first step of what I want in life. I'm enough to get that education. I'm enough to go for the house. I'm enough to go for the car. I'm enough to go for a better relationship. I'm enough to apply for that job. Stand in a dead end job because you don't you you don't feel like you you're worthy for a better job. Why? You are enough to apply for that job. I don't have everything that they're looking for. Is it the job that you want? It, it, do, you, do you have any qualifications in it? It is one thing that I'm great at, but then that's enough to at least step out out there. That's right. enough to work with. Start looking at what do you already have in your hand? What do you already have in your mind? Your time and your talent is worth something. So when you know the value of what you are and who you are, then you're not going to allow for people to waste your time, to waste your talent. Say I'm better than this may not be on the mountain right now, but I'm still great in the valley and I have to begin to do the work in the valley before I can get to the mountain. So I just want everybody to be encouraged. Start, begin to encourage yourself. If you don't have the right people around you that's speaking positive things into your life, begin to speak positive things about yourself. Wake up every morning and tell yourself you're glad that you're alive. When you get up in the morning, say, you know what? I'm great. I'm a good person. Or I have the ability to be better. Just because I'm not where I want to be doesn't mean I'll never get there. It doesn't mean I'm worthless. Just because I haven't made it to where I'm trying to get to. I'm not worthless. I have value. Like you stated, words of affirmation and then seek out people that can help you with the process. Seek out people that can impart into you, that can say positive things to you, you know. You you have to do those things. So I hope those are some practical things that will help someone that's struggling in this area or maybe you've never thought about, you know, taking a look at and seeing what your value is. But please find out what your value is. Know that you're valuable. Know that you're important. Know that the gift that's down inside you, that thing, whatever it is that you do, maybe you see it just as a hobby, but you're great at that hobby. You just never know where that hobby may take you. You are enough and you deserve better. You deserve to be treated right. If you treat other people good, you deserve to be treated the same way, if not better. So that's what we stand that's what we stand on. I, I see let's see. we'll take a look at a few more comments. So yes, wisdom is the principal thing. Put that up wisdom is the principal thing. She said, Jessica said she got her person. Okay, you got your person. All right. Well, once again, everybody, we thank you for joining us for another episode of The Practical Preacher. This was a very great um, conversation that we had on this evening talking about uh, why it's important to know your value. I want to take this time to thank everyone that chimed in, everyone that made comments, that participated. Thank you so much. Uh, we ask that you please like and share this video with, with others to invite them. I want to thank my friend, my brother. Uh, we go way back. I want to thank Robert tonight for jumping in. I appreciate you, bro. You definitely Likewise, um, man. some wisdom. helped me out tonight. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> And I want everybody just to be encouraged and know here that on The Practical Preacher, we believe that the Bible isn't just stories, but it's a practical guide for everyday living. So you all be encouraged. Tell yourself right now that you are enough, that you are enough. I want you to put that into your mind until you start waking up every morning saying, I am enough and I deserve better. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us on tonight. Please like and share this video with everyone and join us next Thursday for another episode of The Practical Preacher. Tell us, invite them. If you all want to contact us, you can contact us by email. Email us, let us know your thoughts, ask a question. It could be the very next topic that we discuss right here. If you want to come on as a guest, co-host, or as a visitor, email us, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all. Once again, enjoy the rest of your evening and stay tuned for more episodes of The Practical Preacher. We're signing off and saying good night.
1: Good night.